Welcome to the Free From Binge Eating Podcast with me, Breed, your host. Binge eating sucks, trust me, I know. I was stuck in that spiral of binging, restricting, dieting, yo-yoing weight loss, feeling guilty and ashamed and hating my body for 10 years. Now that I'm out, I'm turning my pain into purpose by helping you stop binging, start loving your body, self, and life again. It's time to live free from binge eating. Are you ready? Let's go. Happy Friday, everybody. Woo-woo. Okay, so you guys know I like to jump straight in. So without further ado, let's jump in to today's episode. I thought today it would be a good time to talk a little bit about food habituation. So I think it's worth probably several different episodes on this, but I'm going to do sort of a intro episode for those who are curious about food habituation, don't really know what it involves and what it can, what it means, but have heard about it and want to know a little bit more. So let's see, what is food habituation? Let's look online. Okay, I've got a fancy definition in front of me. Here we go. Food habituation. The effects of food habituation, a form of learning in which repeated exposure leads to decreased response, was investigated in a study of 16 obese and 16 non-obese women who were randomly assigned to receive a macaroni and cheese meal five times, either daily for one week or once a week for five weeks. In both obese and non-obese women, daily presentation of the food resulted in faster habituation and less calorie intake than did the once-weekly presentation of the food. So this study supports a theory that habitual presentation of a small variety compared with a wide variety of calorie-dense foods results in lower calorie intake. So what does this really mean? They're basically saying... If you give me a plate of macaroni and cheese, which let's say it's my binge food, you make me eat that once a day for a week, or let's even expand and you have to eat it every day for three weeks. By the end of those three weeks, you're basically going to be sick of mac and cheese. Like it's not going to be a binge food for you anymore because it has completely lost all novelty factor. You have so little physiological response to it anymore as well. It's just it's completely normalized to you. It's just like any other food, no emotional attachment or response to it. So I don't know about you, but this food habituation thing sounds like the dream to a binge eater, right? Or just someone who has been stuck in that diet binge restrict cycle for so long. There's so many off-limit taboo forbidden foods that you just can't have. Like, I used to say this all the time, and so many people that I talk to as well, these phrases like, oh, I just can't keep cookies in the house. I just can't trust myself around them. I keep eating them if it's there. You know, that approach might work for some people who are just really disciplined, but not me. And I'm eating all this junk, and I don't want to continue to gain weight. So I have been there. I know the feeling. Let's go through then how do we start stepping into food habituation and then maybe I'll share a little bit about my experience in it and some of the pitfalls as well that people come across. So how do we do it? Well, 
good question. <laughs> so what I usually suggest to people in recovery is to take it baby by baby steps. Don't just jump right in and be like, I'm going to buy 10 packets of Nutella and have it in my house and in a week I'm going to be over it. Probably not going to be the case. Probably you'll end up binging a few times on it, feel really down about yourself and give up on food habituation. So you want to take baby steps. So one of the things that I usually first suggest, and it's something I did as well, is have that have one of the foods that you want to feel normalized around, say like one of your binge foods or just one of your off-limit foods, and have one pack of it in the house. And don't worry about like trying not to binge on it, just do this one thing. Eat it in front of people in your house in the daytime like not at your usual binge time of day I think most people it's nighttime so just after lunch or something just sit down watch some tv with people around you and have that binge food so that's sort of step one then you can level up once you feel like oh hey look I just ate my binge food in the day in front of people with like no shame So then level up and allow yourself, allow yourself, give yourself permission to have that food at night or whenever you usually binge. And yeah, maybe it will turn into a binge, but maybe not. And so we again want to just let ourselves know, hey, it's normal to eat this food, even at times that usually I would feel out of control with it. We want to, over time, just prove to ourselves we can trust ourselves around this food. It's become so much more normal. It's not something that's reserved only for binges, only at a certain time of day. So after you feel like you are a bit more comfortable in this step, the next thing I would say is buy a couple packets of this food and just store it in your house, in your kitchen, so you know it is always available and where before that might have been a scary thing oh my god it's in the kitchen there's so much of it I might binge on all three packets instead of that by now you're feeling a bit more normal you're feeling a bit more in control around this food so now it's more of a powerful thing you're like hey I can have this food that is pretty delicious whenever I want there's zero scarcity around it I can have it in the morning, I can have it in the evening, and that that also helps to normalize it because it's not something that's you can only have it when you're in the mood for a binge and you go out and purposely get it. Now it's just always there. And that kind of makes it a bit more boring. It's less elusive. I know I did this. This is one thing I definitely did when I food habituated with Nutella. Before, I'd only buy it specifically for a binge. And then I changed and I just always had it in the kitchen, one or two jars of it. And I could just dip in, get a spoonful whenever I wanted. And that was that was a really part of my journey with getting used to having Nutella. Before I go on, let me just drop in for one sec to let you know about something super, super exciting coming up. On the 17th of August, I am kicking off a group coaching program So I will help you finally get over binge eating once and for all and everything that comes along with that. So I'm talking 
poor body image, diet mindset, all those big emotions, anxiety, stress, guilt, skipping social events, poor self-beliefs, and so much more. It is the real deal. It'll be 10 weeks in a small group. We'll have one hour on the group call each week, tons of content in between for you to absorb and integrate each week. So we ain't just chatting about our problems. This is all about action and making real sustainable change. You ready? DM me right now on Instagram at freewithbreed or visit my website freewithbreed.com for all of the details. Reserve your spot today before they run out because I am capping the group at 10. I want to keep it really nice and personal. So I hope to see your face there. Let's jump back in. And something I would say on this step, so you've now got it in your house all the time. It's always available to you. For the first few weeks, I would actually recommend purposely having it more often than you'd even want to or even that you're craving. Just like almost telling yourself, look, I'm going to go in for like six spoons or whatever it is of this Nutella every day, even if I'm not even in the mood for it. So do it so much. And I also did this. Do it so much such that you're like, ugh, actually like I want something else. Like I'm not craving Nutella right now. I actually want to have like a cookie or something. So you get to a point where you're, it's so normal. It's so no big deal that you, you're actually craving something else. And trust me, when you get to that point, you're like, whoa, now this is cool. I have this Nutella here. I'm basically forcing myself to have it and I don't even want it. Okay, so those are some of the key steps that I would do in the food habituation journey. I won't go into too much more detail because, you know, I'm trying to keep these ones pretty snappy, but there's, because there's a few more things I want to go through. One is just a bit of my experience in it. So I've shared already a few things along my journey with like getting used to Nutella, Um, but zoom back way earlier than that when I was really struggling with depression, my body binging, I had gone to a CBT therapist and I actually remember one time because I only went for like two sessions and I remember one time she said regarding binging she tried to introduce me to this concept she said hey what would it look like if you bought 10 packets of this cookie dough thing that you keep binging on and have that in your house and for me that was terrifying and because I didn't stick with her I I wouldn't have had someone to be there to support and guide me through the process. So for me, I was just like, oh my God, no way. What what is this woman thinking? Like, I'm obviously just going to binge on it. But now instead of one, it's going to be 10 in like a week. Like, no way. So I think there were two things there. One, I didn't feel like I had the the support from someone in that journey, which is very helpful. But two, I don't think I was actually ready or willing to do it at that time. And so that's obviously a key component of food habituation. You want to feel like you're ready for this because it's a pretty big, scary step. So you want to feel like you're ready. You trust the theory behind it and you're going to jump in. So that kind of leads me to the last thing that I want to go through. And that's just the pitfalls behind food habituation. So as I alluded to now, not having that support system can 
not not be detrimental but it's not going to help you it's not gonna be the best situation like you definitely want to have someone there to be like hey 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 look don't worry you tried you binged on it let's let's keep going because it's a process there's gonna be downs there's gonna be ups when you're on your own it's so easy to just be like oh screw this screw this shit like it's bullshit. It doesn't work. I binged three times already. I'm not doing this. It's not possible. It's not for me. So having that support is great. And I think also going into it, you have to be in the mindset of, look, I am going to overeat. I'm going to probably binge on this in trying to normalize myself to this food and probably also going to gain weight. So you have to be willing to get over like a little bit of weight gain, overeating, binging for the long-term results of feeling completely free around this food and just getting over that binge food basically. To me, like the long-term pros completely outweigh the the short-term things that can come up. And then one more thing I would say is going back to that study that I mentioned at the start, they said it's best to basically try one thing, try to normalize yourself to one food at a time instead of trying to have a variety and habituate, yeah. <laughs> habituate yourself to several things at once. So do it one at a time. Make a list of your top five off-limits foods or binge foods and just go through the list one at a time. And I'd probably start with the one that's your least intense binge food or one that you think is the least quote-unquote bad, just to sort of ease yourself in. Don't jump in the deep end and go for like your big bad binge food. Like for me, it was cookie dough, let's say. <laughs> okay, so that is what I've got today on food habituation. DM me if this helps you, if you're interested in this topic. Of course, I'm always here for one-to-one coaching to guide you through this process. I definitely do that with my one-to-one clients. Um, and other than that yeah just dm me let me know if you enjoyed it and if you want me to go in more depth because i can definitely do that other than that that is it for me today have a beautiful friday evening and weekend guys and i'll see you back on monday see ya and that is the scoop for today if this app inspired you taught you something new or has helped give you direction in your recovery journey It would mean the world to me if you did me a massive favor. It'll only take two minutes, I promise. Review this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Once you've posted it, take a screenshot and DM that photo to me. I'll enter you into a monthly raffle. Yep, that's right. I ain't gonna leave you hanging. So each month I'll randomly select one lucky winner and you'll receive a free one-to-one coaching sesh with me. It'll be super fun and valuable. And if you'd really love to give back more to me, it'd help me build this podcast so much more and reach so many more women. If you shared it with someone else who you think will love it, maybe it's a sister, a friend, a bestie, or your mom. I love you all so much. Thanks for listening and have a beautiful day.